What is the HOA fine for having half of a Pratt & Whitney 4000 series jet engine in your front yard? United Flight 328, and I'm on Team Ted Cruz. The conversation coming up during this episode. Cadillac Jack joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. These TikTokers have ruined my supply chain. I, I, I'm not kidding. So listen to this. I use this makeup, like face makeup, called um, Infallible by L'Oreal. Okay. I've used it forever. And I've, I went to like CVS and a couple of places and it's gone like everywhere. And I'm like, what did they stop making it? What's the deal? Like the display's there, but the makeup's gone. And I'm like, this is crazy. So the first one I went to, I'm like, whatever, you know, maybe they're just out of it. Second one I went to, I'm like, whatever, maybe they're just out of it. Third one at Target, I find this woman and I said, does L'Oreal not make this makeup anymore? And she goes, oh no, it's the TikToker craze. And I'm like, what? And she goes, I'm not on the, this is what she says, I'm not on the TikToker. But <laughs> evidently, they've talked about this makeup and how great it is. And it makes you, which it doesn't, or it doesn't work that way on me, makes you look like, you know, 20 years younger and all this stuff. And so everybody's buying it. And I'm like, this is crazy. Okay. So that happened. And I'm not even kidding. That happened a week and a half ago. Then I take a supplement that I get delivered from Amazon and it's gone. Like you can't get it anywhere. Anywhere. And it's tyrosine. And you can also get it at GNC. And it's supposed to be really good for like your thyroid when you're a certain age or whatever. These TikTokers have figured out, which again, doesn't work this way for me, that it also helps you like not eat as much. And so they're- It's like a, a, a suppressant. Yeah, but it, it seriously does not work for me that way. But mm -hmm. they're, they, they bought it off every shelf. So it's not available on Amazon, GNC, uh, like Vitamin World, anywhere. Same situation. I'm looking on Amazon. I'm looking on Amazon and I'm like, okay, it literally is not coming back in for three months. And so I just happened to Google tyrosine. Like, so I'm thinking, is it the pandemic? You know, do they not make it anymore? Comes up. TikTok. I mean, this has got to stop. And here's what I thought about it. These companies don't even know it's coming. So it's not like they can prepare and make more makeup because they're just doing their normal marketing campaigns. And, and then, well, they, all it takes is one video. It's insane. And, and then there's fire. So if you think about it, like probably TikTok has become the number one marketing machine. Absolutely. Yes. You know, overtaken Instagram, overtaken anything anyone's doing. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, where's my makeup? Imagine though being, and this does happen occasionally. Imagine though being a, a small business owner. And you're struggling. Maybe you have your own. Uh, I see it occasionally on TikTok. You have your own fashion line or right. or, or a, a, a athletic wear workout right. line that you've designed. Things aren't going well. Mom and daddy have bought you a thousand mailers, and you've only used two of them. Right. But then suddenly, it Out just takes nowhere. one person or one celebrity. Yeah. And not even a celebrity really for it for it to go viral, and then suddenly you're you're sold out of your crap in the basement yeah i think and i think there's two ways like i think like sometimes companies like like we we're talking about ocean spray they seek it out but then sometimes like this thing with l'oreal it's completely organic and all of a sudden they're like why is our makeup flying off the shelves 
You know what I mean? Like what's going on? And they almost have to go back and put the pieces together. So these little kids better stop because I need makeup and my thyroid needs some assistance. So my thyroid needs my it thyroid does. needs some assistance. It All does. Right. We are at the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network, 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta. And on the way here, we drive separately everywhere that we go. On the way here today, Donna, your hype song was? Florida Georgia Line. Okay. Uh, what was my song? I wasn't riding with you. Well, I know, but I have my line from it. Hang on, let me get my song. But Victoria says Anything Goes, isn't it? Anything Goes, yes, because I love that line from it. It just cracks me up. It's Anything Goes from the album, Anything Goes. But the line is, Victoria's Secret Ain't a Secret No More. <laughs> Do you love that? Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, go ahead. I love that. I love Florida Georgia Line. Tyler Hubbard and BK. BK. And BK lives in, most of the time, they both live in Nashville. Most of the time, BK lives in 30A. And his wife, Brittany, has a clothes store there in a Nashville tribe, Kelly. And they got like a surf. If you go down to 30A, which everybody's probably going to be going for spring break, you ought to go by there in Grayton Beach. And sometimes you can see them hanging out there. And it's called Tribe Kelly Surf Post. Um, but they're adorable. Love them. How about you? We're going to add some classic Kenny Chesney to the Donna and Caddy hype song playlist on Spotify. It's a simple search. When the sun goes down. That's a good one. 17 years ago, debuted on the chart this week. Wow. Spent 14 weeks at number one. That song is as old as our daughter, Olivia. Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem like that long ago, does it? All right, so we're going to add both those. I have no problem with Ted Cruz heading to Sandals in Cancun during the Texas snow and ice storm. I do not understand why there is such backlash toward Senator Ted Cruz about this. What could he have done in Houston that he could not have done remotely via Zoom, text, phone from the balcony of his room at Sandals? Well, he wasn't at Sandals. He was at the Ritz, but yeah. I, I, in a way, I kind of agree with you for the first time on this. Anything, it's like politically, and this is not political, but he no, is it's a, not at all. He is I'm a indifferent to Ted Cruz. He, I, yeah, he is a political figure, but I think that like that's my thing. Like, what could he have done? Could he have climbed a power pole? No, Ted Cruz is not going to climb a power pole. Well, and they don't even have power poles. Could he like rejigger the grid? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, People are mad because he went away. But I have to tell you, if I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I know a massive snowstorm is coming and I'm filthy rich like him and his wife, because his wife works for like Morgan Stanley or somewhere. If I'm filthy rich like them, you're going to book a trip. I'm leaving. Yeah. Why would you not? I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere warm. I'm heading to the beach. And you know what? People do that all the time. Like even when the pandemic came, if people had beach houses or mountain houses that they could, maybe they, there was even things they couldn't rent out. They left. And I think people are giving him heck because like all of his constituents that were like freezing and, but he doesn't control the power. I think if he had any direct ability to help people, that would be different. What do they want him to do? Go door to door? Now, he is handing out water now. Which, yeah. And, and, and the group of residents got together and, and right now as we record, there's a mariachi band on his lawn playing like a six member mariachi band. It just sent. what also cracked me up is it's one of those things because the reason he said he went is because his daughters wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, I, he wanted to go. Well, he of course go. he did. Him and his his wife wanted to go. And in the airline, a lot of United Airlines in the news this week because of, of this trip with Senator Ted Cruz and his family, but also the the flight that lost the engine over Denver, which we're going to have a conversation about that mess in just a little bit. But United is digging around trying to figure out 
who was it that outed because he didn't change his schedule you know he's like i only went down there the girls the girls wanted to go to camp. yeah <laughs> i was you know gonna come right back well someone at united pulled up his flight itinerary uh and and indeed no sir you were you were coming back this past weekend you you were there for the for the duration of four days or whatever the case may be uh but he called and and you know just like with any reservation system you eat each edit or each um is recorded it's it's each keystroke and that's how they're going to catch who who actually put it out there to the public because they can go back in and see what CSR customer service rapper whoever works one eight hundred United uh, they can see exactly who was in the system and made corrections or even looked. But they outed him on the return. But the the friend, a friend, <sighs> outed him in the beginning. Here's what we should learn about that. What, what are you talking about? The group text? Yes. Okay. Uh, his wife Heidi. Yes. Was in a neighborhood group chat and said, hey, listen, who wants to go with us to Mexico? <laughs> Who's in for a trip? Would you like to go? It's freezing cold. Our house is freezing cold. We're getting out of here. Audit your group chats because someone sent screen grabs to like a reporter yes. somewhere. And, and so there was another round of outing Senator Ted Cruz and his family. And I mean, from the Morgan Wallen story to this story, people are watching. Find out who your friends are. You all the time. You better keep your circle tight. Here's my thought. We talked about group texts. You don't like them. I don't like them. I always told the kids, don't be in a group text. Do not be in a group text. Because ultimately, someone's going to say something about someone, hopefully not our child. But it happens. Someone's going to say something about someone or the person pretends they've left the group check text but they really haven't and they're just staying kind of interloping loitering loitering, mm -hmm. and then the minute someone says something they screenshot it pounce yeah yeah and there's always a rogue unknown number or three in your group chat and it's those that that are the ones that are just waiting to yeah and how they get in there and you think that that's someone's like other number like, you know, if it was me, you, and Carl, we would think that's Carl's, like, home number. Oh, that's Carl's home number. And really, it's just Jim, who somehow got in our group text, and we don't know how. And then Carl says something about Jim, and then... Next thing you know. Yeah, here we are. Power bills in Texas are in the thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for some right now. Here's what happened. And I didn't understand this, but Texas has its own power grid. Yes. All right. So, some are facing astronomical electricity bills because power supplier Gritty, G-R-I-D-D-Y, whose prices fluctuate with the wholesale energy market. So, when energy prices skyrocketed last weekend, they knew its customers were in for a big surprise and they encouraged them to switch providers if they could, but many of them did not. Like an HR director who was charged $2,700 this month after paying a $130 energy power light bill in January. There's a Dallas, uh, Texas resident facing a $7,000 bill. A retired Army vet, $16,752 electric bill, 70 times what he typically would pay for utilities. Yeah, here's the thing about that. They Were you aware of this? um, The Texas, they do their own thing in Texas? Yes, I knew that part, but I didn't like follow the rabbit hole to think about how that affected people with their bills because here's the thing they the reason they do this is to encourage people they want you to self-regulate yourself with your power like you know not use as much power when you don't need to and but these people were freezing so they're like cranking it up not knowing 
are kind of not thinking, I can totally see how this happens though. I, I can. Because it's just these things that you don't think about and you're like, okay, and you sign up for them because you don't think the day of reckoning is ever going to come. Who would have ever thought? I mean, Texas has never been slammed with a huge snowstorm. And these people all, because the rates, you know, it's like when you shop around your gas rate or whatever, you know, you get a variable rate or you get this rate. rate. Yeah, fixed rate. And you don't ever think that's going to happen. And next thing you know, or like, oh, like your water bill, this has happened to us before. You know, it's like $70, like every three months. And you're like, do, 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 do. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get a water bill for like $600. And you're like, what happened? And there's some leak somewhere, some sprinkler leak. Some, you know what I'm saying? Like, And you're like, how did this happen? There are warnings all over social media right now for people that live in Texas to disable auto pay and to remove your debit card from the site where you pay your bill, like Greedy or right. whatever company that, that you get your energy, your power, your lights from. Yes. Because with one swoop, they can empty your bank account right because they're going to cut they're going to attempt to get their money they, they you know and I, I did see where the governors get involved and they're going to ask for some relief for for texas residents as they should well maybe ted cruz can get involved in this um but don't you know don't let them click your button you need to click your button no kidding you need to go in there and wipe that stuff out today because they'll take every dime that you have and that's what happened to one woman she was getting like debits like 43 dollars you know, I guess they were debiting multiple debits. And then all of a sudden she got hit with like a $3,000 debit for energy, heat. Adjustable rate mortgages are an example, kind of. Yes. Do you want to tell that story? Well, a long time. Well, not a long Like in the 2000s, a lot of people had adjustable rate mortgages. One of ours was because rates were so low and you were like, okay, well, this is good. And yeah, this will be great. And then all of a sudden after the bubble burst and they started creeping back up there was this rush and i remember we had to do it we had to refinance and get back on a fixed rate and it's stuff like that that you just don't i mean a mortgage is a big one but you kind of playing the odds and think it's good but there's so many of those where you're like oh yeah i'll sign up now and i'll worry about that later and like uh oh because you never think that day is going to come who's going to get a sixteen thousand dollar power bill you walk by your little leak every day and you're like oh no, i'll get it's to not that. amount to much yeah, i'll get that later yeah. and then all of a sudden you get a four thousand dollar water bill my son Will's twenty two from my first marriage. Um, although Donna raised Will here in Atlanta with his two uh, stepsisters, Charlotte and Olivia, I wasn't thinking it was just in a really bad place in that first marriage. I don't think you were involved in that decision about insurance. Anyway, yeah. here is what happened: I was on some PPE or PPO or something yeah. where uh, I had to hit at 90% before the insurance kicked in. Yeah. So will cost to have wills like $140,000 cash or something. <laughs> and I remember getting those bills and you're like, well, wait a minute. I thought the insurance is supposed to kind of cover you a little bit. It's supposed, you know, insurance is supposed to take care of you. And she had picked the wrong plan. She, my, I blame. Yeah. Will's mother had picked the wrong plan, <laughs> like 90, 10. <laughs> and so insurance paid 10% of labor and delivery. And I was stuck with 90. I still get calls from, uh, Northside Hospital. Oh, gosh. They're on a Hollis Drive and Mavis's too in Atlanta. <laughs> oh Hollis Drive, you know it. You know you, you know you get those when they come from Hollis Drive. You know that that is Northside Medical Center calling for their cash. And 22 years later, they still attempt to collect. Oh, my gosh. But that's uh, very unlikely. So um, United Airlines flight out of Denver. Imagine 
if the engine had exploded over the Pacific Ocean. No, no. The flight was a direct flight from Denver to Honolulu. It was United Flight 328. It was a 777. Uh, I think there are 24 of these same planes in the United Fleet, and they have uh, voluntarily parked them all to do some investigation. Uh, okay, uh, good. Specifically on the uh, Pratt & Whitney 4000 series jet engine, which landed in someone's front yard. The engine. And they had just gotten pine straw. Oh, my God. Can you imagine your kids? Like, that's like something like you're inside trying to like on a Sunday watching watching sports or something. Your kids come in. Daddy, daddy, there's something huge that fell out of the sky. And you're like, okay, I'll come out there and look at it later. And they're like, no, you really need to come. What would you do? What would you say? Like, what do you do with it? Here is the Mayday call. This is the actual audio from this past Saturday's uh, United flight after it left Denver. And shortly thereafter, the uh, the engine blew up and fell. Mayday, Mayday, United 328 Heavy, Mayday, Mayday aircraft. Yeah, United Denver departure, United 328 Heavy, Mayday aircraft. Uh, just experienced a engine failure, need to turn immediately. There's a big boom, the kind of sound you don't want to hear when you're on an airplane. And I instantly put my shade up, and I was pretty frightened to see that the engine on my side was missing. A wife and I were sitting inside the house. We heard this big bang, and then all of a sudden there was a bang and a crash. This object just rolls right in front of our house, right right out the front window, trying to figure out what it is. And as soon as I open the door, I go, uh-oh, it's an engine part. I mean, that'll ruin your Buick if that falls out of the sky. For miles, there was debris. Would you have known that was an engine if you went outside? I would not have known it was an engine. You'd be like, where the hell did this thing come from? What is this? We think Roscoe and them found it, like out in the woods or something. And drug it okay. up to the porch. Something that I'm flagging is the man said when he was on the plane and he heard the loud boom, what did he do? He lifted his shade. Do not lift your shade. As a nervous flyer, what do I tell you all the time? Close the shade. When there's bad weather, I'm like, hide, close the shade. I'm serious. Like, I don't want to see the wing with lightning and rocking. And I ask you, I said, because imagine you're right. If this had happened over the ocean for four hours, however long, when you're flying to. It's like a four hour flight from L.A. to. To Honolulu. Yeah. Yeah. Over water the entire time. I've done it, but I had to have massive. Sedation. Copious amounts of sedation to get to Hawaii. And and that's for people who are like crazy flyers. You really don't. It doesn't sound crazy. You have a hard time enjoying your trip because you're already thinking about the return flight back. And you're like, okay, I can't rent a car. Because I'm always thinking, can I rent a car and get home? But you can't from Hawaii. So you're really screwed. You got to get back you on the plane. You got to come back via airplane. You got to get back on the plane. When I when I saw the the, the video, and it was on TikTok, and I, 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 I've said this before and I'll say it again. I, I was exposed to not the story, but the best video of this indiscretion. <laughs> Yeah. On TikTok early Saturday evening. And when I first saw the video of the actual engine on fire, like whoever was sitting on the wing got out their camera and started filming immediately oh. after the boom. And when I saw it, I thought there's no way that that's, that, that, that there's no way that that plane could still be flying if that much damage. I mean, it have the engine was good. The ring, no kidding, landed in the dude's like azalea bushes. Mm. We've seen that photo. The Who, who was flying this plane? Sully? I don't know. Because to be able, and this just shows you, I think, how these pilots, they had no, they had no idea that this was going to happen. This, no. There were plenty, there had to have been plenty of inspections before this plane took off. Yeah. 
and it wasn't long after takeoff. It was a few minutes, if even that long, within taking off that this happened. But these pilots were able to continue to have control of the plane with one engine and to loop it around and to land it safely. I swear I'm sweating, like just sitting here. Like I, I this, you know, I do not like to fly. I've gotten a little bit better. I ask you though, would you have lifted the shade? Like, no, would you, if you knew, if you lifted the shade and you're like, oh boy, this isn't a good situation. Would you have told me? I don't think that would have been my decision because I think the, the rest of the plane, and we've seen and heard the video from inside the plane, I mean, you could not avoid mm, so mm, that. Mm, yeah. Mm. I mean, I would have been like a cat. I would have dug my claws into you and be like a capuchin monkey, like sitting on your shoulder, you know, with a blanket over like, oh, I just. But isn't it also fascinating that no one was killed by the debris that fell from the sky? Yeah, I mean, it that's a miracle. jet engine debris and Ugh. no one was injured, it seems, as we tape this, who, you know, no one, I haven't seen that anyone was injured or hit by a And what time of day was it? It was like mid-afternoon. Where was everybody? Like, you know, you're just going out to get your groceries. There's some video going around of some kids like playing in a park. Like they were playing a pickup game of soccer or something. And, and and suddenly all these plane parts started landing on the field and they went around and collected them. Now, the, the police said, please do not touch <laughs> or move or or try to withhold. Mm. You know, because there'll be a, certainly a very intense and, and lengthy investigation with the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration. And these kids, remember how you used to take like pylons from a construction site and hide oh, them yeah. in your, in your construction basement zone. or construction yes. sign or something I've got like that? These kids are wanting to do the same thing, but with jet engine yes. debris and parts. Imagine you go down to Jim's basement like to watch the Super Bowl next year, and he's got like an engine mounted on the wall. You're like, where'd you get that, Jim? Yeah. Salute to the pilots, though. Listen, in Atlanta, we Atlanta's very much an aviation city. 28,000 Delta employees live here in Atlanta. Atlanta-based Delta Airlines. So um, if uh, you're one of those, man. I hope I'm on a plane with with the same training, Captain. Yeah, people. I want. The, yeah, I want that captain. I don't want the one in the bar. NASA's in the news. Remember how excited we got when uh, over the summer something happened and yes. something went somewhere. Well, the the rocket went up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were thrilled. How quickly we forget. We were thrilled. Whatever happened back in the summer was so exhilarating to yes. the NASA space program. Yes. Now we're back on Mars. I know. Very exciting. Here is the call from Houston. Confirmed. Perseverance safely on the surface of Mars, ready to begin seeking the sands of past life. Bob, wow, he got it. Uh, wow. This is so exciting. Uh, the team is beside themselves. It's oh, it's it's so surreal. All right. I'm sorry. I'm off track here. That's all right though. Mm. Well, anyways, we made it. This is uh, perseverance. 203-day journey. Yeah. 293 million miles to get to Mars. But it's not manned, right? No, it's not manned. Because oh. I was going to say. But like, it's predicted. Were you, yeah. were you not, I, I was not surprised to learn that there was a Dollar General there. What? On Mars. On Mars? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. A DG. Because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thoughts on the NASA story? I, I just, you know, I was just thinking if I was on it, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to stop. I can't drive 293 miles without stopping, but I'm not on it. It's not manned, but I'm, I'm happy. It's 293 million miles. 293 million miles. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy for the little thing. Coming up segment three, don't go anywhere. Segment three is going to be Donna and Claudia. And turns out that there are many, many people who can relate and who have given their life to the art of clogging. Yes.
that conversation is still to come. Offering the ultimate transportation flexibility is just one more way. Hertz goes the extra mile for you. Want to visit with you, have a conversation with you about the Hertz My Car program. This is the smart alternative to owning or leasing a vehicle. It's a monthly subscription program. Here's what you do. You enroll in the Hertz My Car program. Three different tiers uh, starting at $5.99 per month. They include your maintenance, your liability protection, and premium roadside assistance included and without a long-term commitment. So you get uh, to choose your vehicle from a variety of vehicles, your maintenance, your liability protection, your premium roadside assistance, starting as low as $5.99 per month. Yes, if you're one of those people who even for work, you have to rent a car for multiple weeks or multiple days, this is a great program for you um, if you're a business owner or if you work for a company too, because the the cost to do it um, is much cheaper to do the My Car program and do the subscription over a month. It does include insurance. It does include maintenance on the car. And it's, a, it's just a great way to um, have a car for a longer term and not pay quite as much money for it. And it gets a whole lot better. You can exchange your ride up to twice a month. You can choose uh, from sporty coupes, spacious SUVs, pickup trucks, luxury sedans, everything in between. Hertz and the Hertz My Car program offer you the right car right when you need it. Plus, your safety is a huge priority, top priority at Hertz. Enjoy extra peace of mind knowing that they have thoroughly disinfected your car not once but twice. Then they apply a gold standard clean seal. You rip it, open your door, knowing you're the first inside after an enhanced sanitation process. Learn more about the Hertz My Car program at Hertz.com slash My Car. That's Hertz.com slash My Car, H-E-R-T-Z. Offering the ultimate transportation flexibility is just one more way Hertz goes the extra mile for you. And you can pick up as a nationwide program, pick up at over 2,000 convenient Hertz U.S. corporate neighborhood or airport locations. A valid credit card must be presented at the time of rental. Hertz.com slash my car. With certain dinners from Dinner Fair, there are different ways that you can prepare them. And Texas Steak is the dish, the dinner that we had last night. And luckily, you could either do it on the grill or you could do it in the oven. You could broil it. Have you turned your grill on since fall? Mm. I had not. And there was a family of squirrels. Oh, God. That had moved into it. And I guess they were getting high on the propane. I don't know about that. But um, you can always tell because there's little nuts. Okay. I, I don't know where we're going with this. In but go ahead. <laughs> well, by the gr- first question I asked you was, do we have propane? Well, it fired up. The grill fired up. I was able to ignite okay. the grill. And so I was shocked. I was surprised. Just surprised myself. And then I'm ready after I think that it's heated up for about 15 minutes. First time in months. I uh, take the Texas steak out to the grill and there's no light. All right. Well, we digress, but we brought it back in. Well, Mm -hmm. my point, Donna, is you're able to pivot with dinner affair. Yes. So I was able to broil the Texas steak. Fabulous. And it was a great dinner last night for the family. Paired it with some rice and green beans and some green beans. It was such an easy, easy meal. I mean, the rice took. You know, all you of it. 10 minutes boiled it. The green beans were super easy. And we had a great meal. And I mean, it, it was like almost like a fancy meal, but it literally took less than like 15, 20 minutes to prepare. The great thing about Dinner Fair is you can leave out any ingredients that you don't want. No long-term commitment. Um, you are completely in control from the minute you, you know, fire up the website. You get to pick the meals that you want to have, pick your delivery date. It's contactless delivery. And you're going to love it. People have been um, reaching out that just started with Dinner Affair, and they have said it's so much better than any of the meal plans that I've been using in the past because they never change their menu. 
And I'm so tired of eating the same food every month. Dinner Affair has an amazingly new menu every single month. 15 dinners every month at dinneraffair.com. You pick your dinners, they ship them to, uh, they ship anywhere in the United States. And you can also, doesn't matter, you don't have to be in Atlanta to take advantage of the $30 off your first order promo code, Caddy Reset 2021. The recipe card for each meal is tucked inside it. Each ingredient for the, uh, the particular meal that you're preparing, separated in bags so you can add what you won't leave out what your kids don't. Caddy Reset 2021, $30 off your first order. Uh, an example, six chef-created dinners feed four to six people. The six dinner price uh, per serving, $5.25, $189 for the six dinner price, $30 the Caddy Reset 2021. You are down to $159, dinneraffair.com, dinneraffare.com. Got a small ask of you three things, if you would. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, invite and encourage three people in your circle to enjoy the podcast and listen to the end of each episode for outtakes and notes from executive producer Carl Appen. And uh, we're so grateful for pod support from Gallery Furniture Gainesville, dinneraffair.com, and the Hurts My Car subscription program, the smart alternative to owning or leasing a car. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast stay at the Even Hotel at Avalon. Steps in world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment, part of IHG. That is the International Hotel Group. Americans may still be wearing face masks in 2022. Ugh. According to Dr. Fauci, he was on, uh, I think it was State of the Union on CNN Sunday. Great. And made this comment. Great. I've got to get a whole new round of face masks. You know, every now and then you just have to purge your masks, kind of like your panties, and just get new masks. Oh. Yeah. we got to get new underwear. I mean, everybody needs new underwear every now and then. It's kind of like with your mask. You've washed them and, you you know, it's enough already. They're I've never to- washed a mask. What? Mm-mm. Okay, this is disturbing information that's just come out. No, I've never. Well, I use reusable ones for the most part. Right. And so you should wash your reusable You don't mask. wash reusable masks. It's reusable. Right. It means you can use it multiple times, like for months is what oh, I've been doing. Is it, yes, that's what that means. Exactly. No, if you have a throwaway Darling, you're mask. You're not going to put one of those blue and white masks in the washing machine. I'm not talking about those. I thought you meant reusable. I thought you meant like one of your like your personal masks. Maybe I'm talking about disposable masks. There you go. There's a difference. There okay, we go. I'm sorry. I take all that back. Okay. I take all that back. Okay. I just pitch them, but I'll wear a reusable mask or a disposable mask. I'll wear one for months. Just There's stains. Oh, okay. Stop. We're not well, going there, back there. There are. Have you looked at your mask? Okay. We've take talked a moment, about this. Take a moment today and look at your mask. Okay. The wear and tear. Stains and things. Okay. Stop. Okay. Some people now have a little, they've put, like, you know how people have little hooks on the at their house for like their keys and stuff. They're, they're now like as a mask hook too. I've seen people like hanging their little mask and having them ready. Ours are in the laundry room ready to roll. Ready to roll. doing that till 2022. Mm. Mm. We're just in February. It's late February, 2021. Mm. We're just coming up on the one year mark. Remember March 13th is the date that most people key as, as the date that everything really just ended. We're stopped. The world kind of stopped more, or at least in the United States on March 13th was the day that. See, I think it's going to be next year. Everybody's like 2021, 2021. I think it's going to be 2022 before the world actually gets back with any oomph. Your life expectancy has dropped by one year in the first half of 2020. Mm. The first half would only include four minutes, uh, four months rather of, of, of the pandemic. But because of stress, Emotions, 
financial uh, burdens loss and, burdens yeah. and, and, and jobs and things like that. I think my face dropped. Like, I'm haggard. I look haggard. You know what I mean? You do not. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. The biggest dip since World War II. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's people are, all, all joking aside, people have had a tough year. Tough year. And you know what? I guess if you're ready for a tough year, you can kind of plan for it a little bit, but it came out of nowhere. You know, there are people who had businesses and jobs that were humming along. You know, I remember we have some people, some friends that own a um, kennel and they're friends of friends that own a kennel. And, you know, when COVID came last year, it was right before spring break. And that was always their busiest time. I mean, you know, they could, they couldn't, they'd have to build three more kennels. And so they had already signed on to have this huge remodeling job done in their kitchen, paid out the money, you know, $60,000 to do, I mean, this massive, because they knew this is going to be the busiest time Payday. of the year. Yeah. And then it stopped. And they'd already paid it and they'd already done it. And I think that happened to a lot of businesses. You know, sometimes you can say, oh, well, they got caught with their shorts down or whatever. That wasn't the case here because some businesses, it was like in their busiest season. And then out of nowhere comes this, you know, death knell to your company. Terrible. Terrible. And it's not a quick recovery. So I think while, and that's the other thing, I think while some businesses and some people and maybe you see on, you know, the numbers are definitely turning, I think like from a pandemic perspective and like how many people are contracting the virus, I think those numbers obviously are going down and things are changing. And I do hear people saying, you know, I hear some people on the other side saying, it's over, it's fine. I do understand all that, but what is not over for a lot of people is the financial heartache and the stress and the, just because you know, people aren't getting sick anymore. It doesn't mean that the world's just back to normal. Just because you, you know, maybe you can go back to school or you can, you know, you can go out to eat again. It, it, the, the problem keeps going down the line because it doesn't mean that people have money to go out to eat or to shop or to do these things. I think that's the thing that people forget. It's not just a light switch where it was turned off and then you turn it on and bing, everything's back to normal, you know. People who wear glasses are three times less likely to catch COVID. Why? Because people that wear glasses don't rub their eyes as often. Now, this is one of those crazy stories. This is like from the sun in in the UK. So, Whose sun? S-U-N. Oh, The tabloid paper. Got it. It also found, the survey also found, poorer and less educated people are more likely to catch COVID because they are less likely to wear face masks properly. And I know you're giving me the eye, but this is true. I mean, I couldn't believe when I read this. And use spectacles less than educated persons. Well, they may not be able to afford them. I can see that. But I don't necessarily agree with any of that. I don't either. Do you rub your eyes less? Probably. I'm constantly cleaning Probably. my glasses, though. Okay, you touch your face 23 times an hour. Ugh. And your eyes three times an hour. On average. But I told you, I feel like I touch my face more wearing a mask because my nose itches or this itch. Like, I don't remember touching my face as much as I'm touching my mask to move, make sure it's pulled up properly. Is your nose itching? Is this? Can we talk about your glasses situation while we're talking about spectacles? Sure. Okay. You. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I start? You use readers as glasses. 
Okay. And I have been telling you, you we need to, you need to go back and get proper glasses and then proper readers. And then you go on your own, which is never a good thing, to like CVS or somewhere. And you grab a pair of readers and you grab negative, what was it? I don't know. They're like four times. Negative four, two, than, five. These are sevens. <laughs> a negative seven. Yeah. And so you can't see. I can't see. Your head hurts. Mm-hmm. Your eyes look a little wonky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got to get this remedied today. All right, Donna. I've put you on my list of things to circle back around to. But yeah, I mean, like, did you know you have to look look at the little negative thing? You're you're basically a negative two five. I kept a what? You're a two five zero. These are sevens. No okay. They don't make sense. Yeah, they do. These are sevens. The uh, I kept putting glasses pairs on. I kept trying pairs on in the CVS, and I just kept going up and up and up and up and up. Yeah, but it's not okay. Yeah, it's not safe or healthy to wear readers to drive in and everything. Because readers only help you. And that's what you kept saying to me. They're not working <laughs> long distance. Like, yeah, like way out. Because they're readers. Oh, boy. All right. Bless your heart. You done with that? Yes, bless your little heart. Locally owned businesses like Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. A, a family owned business that for three decades, and you grew up with Don and the Wolfman. Yes. And, and, and uh, what's Donna's mother's name? Betty Jo. Betty Jo. Betty Jo came out. We were up at Gallery Furniture a couple of weeks ago for President's Day weekend parking lot sale. And Betty Jo, Donna's mother, and the Wolfman's beautiful wife came out. She used to drive a school bus in Smyrna. She knew every kid. She knew their life story. She knew their parents' life story. Because if you're the school bus driver, you hear it all. You got it going on. I know we have some school bus drivers that listen to us. And I'm telling you, they're the glue that keeps the keeps it going. The community. Uh, seriously. Everything that's going on. Yes. For generations, you have heard Ask for the Wolfman, Ask for Donna, Gallery Furniture. And, and there's always, occasionally, not always, but occasionally it happened this past week because I sent it to Donna in a text message. There's a meme or something that makes its way around social media. Like, you know you're from Atlanta. You're truly an Atlantan if you remember dot, dot, dot. And there's always a picture of the Wolfman and Donna. Yes. Legacy. Legacy icons. family. They are icons. And, you know, when you've been in business that long, uh, we've said it before, you can't stay in business not treating people properly. And they do. And not only do they treat the people in their community properly and the people that come up and shop, but they have great relationships with furniture distributors. So when you come to the gallery warehouse, um, if you don't see something, it doesn't mean they don't have it. They have a whole nother warehouse that they bring furniture over to. So um, the one thing that we learned from being up there and visiting with Donna is if there is something that you have had your eye on, but you don't see it on the website, or maybe you've driven up there and you haven't seen it, she can order it for you. She can get any piece of furniture you want. And I will guarantee you she can get it at a lower price than what you're looking at. And much sooner than many of the big, big box retailers. Monarch table and chairs plus a bench for $849 recliners and $299. Tons of betting options. Financing. Donna's going to help you out there too. 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Get your Ask for the Wolfman, Ask for Donna merch at askforthewolfman.com. Gallery Furniture. Last episode, Donna revealed that she was a clogging champion. I didn't say I was a champion. But we have learned much more since that episode. Donna placed third in the regional talent show. You were tap dancing, but you suddenly berated the judges uh, and ripped the valance curtains from the stage at the Cobb Civic Center. Okay, I did not After you the did a flip. Cartwheel. A cartwheel in your tap shoes. Yes. Placed third. You were given a snicker bar. I was so mad. 
uh, first place went to a very kind young man, I'm sure, who read poetry. It was a team, two two boys reading okay. poetry. I didn't believe this story. So last night, we were having this conversation around the dinner table with with the kids, and Donna says, I'm going to call Annette right now. Annette's your sister, yep. who was in the audience when this happened. And then we also called Nana and spoke with her, and Nana also remembered the story of, you berating, it. of you berating the judges. So take us to that moment there on the stage at the mm. Cobb Civic Center with little Donna in her tap shoes. Well, what happened was I had gone to this like summer camp because I never got to go to way to sleepaway camp because my mom was too expensive and only like really rich kids went to sleepaway camp. So I went to this camp and they took us like on day trips, you know, to like Six Flags and places like that. So they had this talent show at the end of the camp and I tap danced to Thoroughly Modern Millie. And I had this like little outfit on, I had feathers in my hair, little curls. I was probably, eh, I'd say 11. And my tap shoes on, and I turned a cartwheel on tap shoes, which is not easy because tap shoes are slippery, okay? And so I won that contest, that talent show, and I went to the regionals, which were held at the Cobb Civic Center. So my mom and Annette, I don't know where my dad is, he's on the golf course, doesn't care that I'm turning a cartwheel on my tap shoes. So my mom and my sister were in the audience, and so we go out, I do my act, and they had just, it was that wooden stage, which I know you remember, and they had the two, like, um... Two, two different stairs on each Sets side. Uh huh. And so they had just waxed the wooden stage. So it was slippery. So, I mean, I about busted my ass trying to do this cartwheel. Okay. And then these two boys get up and they read like poetry that they had self, they had written this poetry and it was not very good. And so it was like, you still carry this around. Oh you? my God. Clearly. Because it for, was, I can tell from your tone. Yes. It was like Mr. Eddie, who was like head of the Rotary Club, and then two women that Mr. Eddie's probably like goosing. And so they all voted on who won. You know, they they were like the judges, the official judges. And so they call it out and they're like, third place. And they're like, Donna Tykert. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And so they come up and they give me a snicker bar. And then they give second place something because I think I blacked out at that moment. And then the first place went to the two boys and they got this huge trophy. And they were both, they had took two of them to carry it off the stage. And I'm watching this and I'm seething and I'm seething. And I go down that stage, and I'm not even kidding you, I got up in Mr. Eddie's face, and I said, did you see me? And he was like, yes, ma'am. And I said, did you see me turn a cartwheel on my tap shoes? And he was like, yes, ma'am, we thought that was very good. I said, can you turn a cartwheel on tap shoes? Do you understand what that took? I didn't believe any of this. I, mean, I didn't. And, oh and, my and both Annette and Nana oh, confirmed. Oh, it was mortifying. That they, they both said, they were oh. very clear that they were both embarrassed, very embarrassed for the family and for you. No, and my mom pulled me out of there by my arm and she said, Mr. Eddie works at the voting booth with me because my mom like volunteered during mm-hmm. election time. She was an election, em- election docent. Yes, and you have embarrassed me to no end. And I remember Annette just, you know, that was her opportunity to pile on and cluck, you know. Donna Kay, I can't believe you're acting like this. I said, did the two of you turn a cartwheel? On tap shoes. I had been practicing and practicing. I had missed my softball practice to practice for this stupid talent show. Came in third. I remember I ripped my... It refused your snicker. Oh, I threw it down. Ripped my feather out of my hair. I went stomping up that main light aisle. (laughs) You also were... um, You you twirled. Diddy, diddy, watch me twirl. The great Leslie Jordan. Yes, I twirled a baton. Because last night, after dinner, Donna gets a grilling spatula Mm -hmm. and starts to twirl... In the kitchen for it's the crazy. kids. Yes. My talents are vast. Endless. Endless. <laughs> Many of which we cannot discuss <laughs> yes. during the podcast. Yes. Audio for this episode from NASA and from FlightAware. Our thanks to executive producer Carl App and new episodes on Tuesday 
and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the app and podcast network. (laughs) 